Morning! Uh, today's reading is taken from Psalm chapter 29, verse 1 through to 11. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendour of holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders the Lord over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon to skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and, the, and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all cry, glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. Glory! <laughs> what an amazing psalm for us to read from today. When God speaks, things happen. When God speaks, he creates. As he continues to speak, this whole creation resonates. It responds and is reformed according to his word. This effect, when witnessed by the people of God, causes them to cry out, glory. Can you practice that with me this morning? I'm sure you want to. Why don't we take a second? I just want you to say, glory, like that. Glory. Glory. That's it. Great. I'm glad you're with me. So God spoke existence into being and he has not ceased speaking since. Psalm 19 says this, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech and night to night reveals knowledge. David goes on to say in Psalm 139, how precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. David not only witnessed the declarations of God throughout creation, but he received them intimately through relationship with God. And this is for us all. God still speaks. Jesus tells that he, us that his followers will hear his voice. And we're told that through relationship with the Holy Spirit, we will all prophesy that he will speak to us and guide us in God's truth. Through creation and through his word, through prayers and communion, through discernment and circumstance, God is still speaking and guiding us. His thunderous existence creating planet, shaping star, flinging voice has not gone silent. When did we last cry glory? When did we last cry glory? When was the last time you heard God and it stopped you in your tracks? It left you astounded in awe of his greatness. When was the last time you, you read your Bible and it caused you to, to burst out in spontaneous songs of praise? When did we last cry glory? If anything today, my, my prayer is that our, our spiritual ears would be attuned to hear God speak and our heart response will cry out glory. Why don't we pray together? Father, we submit ourselves to hearing your truth through your word. 
We ask, Holy Spirit, you would cause this to, to transform us, to open our ears to hear you. That, that Jesus, the, the word incarnate, our response to you would be glory. To be your worthy, to be magnified and praised. God, would you speak to us today? So this psalm today shows me three things. It shows me that God's, God creates. It shows me that uh, when he speaks, creation resonates and responds. And when he speaks, his people cry out glory. When God speaks, he creates. Einstein, we've all heard of Einstein, I hope. He has the most famous equation, E equals MC squared. Uh, I had to look this up, don't think I'm clever. Energy equals mass times the speed of light squared. On the most basic level, which was helpful for me to understand, the equation says that energy and mass or matter, energy and matter are interchangeable. They're different forms of the same thing. So if I had a paperclip, which I don't have on me at the moment, <laughs> but if I had a paperclip, a paperclip is made up of from energy, from vibrations. If you could turn every one of the atoms in a paperclip into pure energy, leaving no mass or matter whatsoever, that paperclip would yield roughly 18 kilotons of TNT. That paperclip, when turned into pure energy, would, would uh, could create a bomb the size of the one that blew up Hiroshima in 1945. Did you know scientists calculated that a typical thunderstorm, similar to the one David's talking about in this psalm, that could release the equivalent of a 20 kiloton nuclear warhead. It's massive. Even our basic, even humanity's basic understanding of science tells us that the sound of a voice has the ability to alter matter. Like an opera singer reaching a perfect frequency to smash a glass. You can look that up on YouTube, by the way. <laughs> But if this voice, if this voice that is speaking exists before existing itself, if this voice that is speaking speaks from the void of nothingness, then this sound, this energy with no physical origin creates for the very first time. Let's read from Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. It, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God is preeminent and pre-existent over all other things. So when God speaks, he always creates. John writes this, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God and all things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Science teaches us what the Bible has already told us. That with no physical matter beforehand, a, a spoken form, those vibrations of energy cause creation, cause life, cause existence. God alone has the power to create out of nothing. And it is that same word that sustains all life. Hebrews 1.3 says that he upholds the entire universe by the word of his power. 
just, just imagine with me for a minute. Imagine the, the mountains that stand majestic, unbowed by thousands of years. The stars each hung in their place. The, the relentless sea that hits our island day after day after day. The, the insatiable ant that gets wherever you don't want it to get. The very seat you are sitting on is, is a product of the energy released when God first spoke. Glory. It's amazing. In, in, in all of this majesty, we can see and we can remember that he created us. He created you and me. He spoke mankind into being and he breathed, breathed life into them. You know, look at the intricacies of life. Look at the intricacies of the person either side of you. Look at what God has made of them. It's not a, a random accident of evolution, but it's the result of the voice of the master creator. This is what happened when God speaks. Who thinks this is awesome? I cannot be the only one. Sometimes when I look at my wife, I say, yeah, God made you really well. I, I aim to do that all the time, I should say. But we can see God in the creation all around us. We can see the amazingness, the beauty, the intricacies of this and all from his voice. This is what happens when God speaks and isn't it glorious? When, when God speaks, creation then resonates. It, it responds to reflect his glory. You know, just as a guitar string resonates in obedience to the hand that plucks it, so does all of creation respond to the hands that made it. It responds to the voice through which it came into being. It responds to the love for which it was given purpose. When God speaks, it is like many waters. Not a single stream to be found by a few, but a torrent of, of love and of hope and of joy and of truth, each drenching its intended recipient. You know, God spoke to Adam like a friend. He, he spoke to, when he spoke to Moses, the, the fire burned. When he spoke to the Israelites, the mountain shook. When he spoke to Elijah, it was a still small voice. When he spoke to David, it was a mighty voice. With, with Job, it was thunderous. With uh, Jeremiah, it was the lightning. With Ezekiel, it was the waters. All of creation is molded and shaped to God's will. As the Father determines to speak to his children. We read in Psalm 19, the heavens declare his glory. It has no choice but to resonate at the sound of God's voice. And Jesus says that, that even the rocks themselves yearn to cry out to reflect the glory they have witnessed. And the purpose, the purpose of God's creation, the kind of the, the, the centerpiece and point, the, the object of his of his desire and fascination to create mankind in his image, was we were designed to resonate to the voice which first called us out of dust. We were designed to resonate to the breath which first filled our lungs. As the voice of God is heard, we are designed to cry out in response and the cry is glory. Christ, he kind of, he models this perfect analogy of, of resonating the Father's voice. Jesus said he only did what the father said. He only said what the father said and he only did what the father did. He says uh, in John 12. 
You know, he modeled to us what it is to resonate the glory of God to the world around us, to be God's light in the darkness. He says this in Matthew 5, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Let me say that again because I messed it all up. (laughs) Jesus, you know, before this, he said, I am the light of the world. And he says this in Matthew 5, 16. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. You see, as creation resonates, whether it's the the skies or, or man himself, when creation resonates with the voice of the creator, mankind is designed to stop and say glory, to give glory to God. So let me take you back to my question, my big question for this morning. When did we last cry glory? This is what the psalm says. It it talks about how when God speaks, all these incredible things happen. And it says all in his temple cry glory. This temple that we have been given access to by the great high priest, Jesus himself, all in his temple, cry glory. And you've got to know I feel so challenged today. When was the last time I cried glory? When was the last time we heard God and it stopped us in our tracks? It it left us astounded in awe of his greatness. When did we last read his his word, his Bible, and, and break out into spontaneous praise because he's glorious? I imagine you did at some point. Maybe when you first met him. Maybe when he, he first captured your heart and turned your life around and, and birthed new life in you. Maybe you, you still do this every day. Maybe, maybe it's occasional, somewhere in between those two. I want to excite you with one thing. God is still glorious. God hasn't changed. And when he speaks today, it is still glorious. And he is speaking to you today. And even now I feel almost a conviction of the Holy Spirit on my heart. You know, have I just grown accustomed, so accustomed to God speaking that I'm no longer amazed by it? Has, has, has the privilege of communion with God grown old? Have it, has it just become every day? Does his grace in my life no longer reduce me to tears? Is God not still glorious? I really hope, I hope something of this is, is hitting your heart today because it's hitting mine. If God is still glorious... If he hasn't changed, if he is still the same God that flung stars into space, then then the response of our hearts to his voice, that if that response is anything less than you are glorious, then my friends, it is time for our ears to be opened and our hearts to be awakened to the glorious communion we have with him. The privilege of knowing him. I've been praying about something these, this last month or so. And, and if I'm honest, I haven't been the most diligent in prayer about it. I kind of prayed and I gave it to God and, and I just left it with him. And then in, in the space of about five days, I had, a, I had a friend who I'd asked to pray. I didn't tell them why I was asking to pray, but they came back to me and they said, you know, God has said, you should do this. You should trust him. You should step out in faith and he will back you up. They didn't know anything about what this was. 
I then had someone else come to me and say, hey, I, I, I believe in this. I had told them what it was. I believe in you wanted to do this and I'm going to support you to do it. You know, God speaks. And honestly, something in my heart was captured in those moments. I was like, oh, okay, God, you're, you're, you're speaking to me. You're communicating to me. You want to show me something. You want to lead me forward here. Honestly, I was captivated by it. But honestly, too often I'm not. Too often I can find myself reading his word and I read the words on the page and I move on. God is not wanting to condemn us in this and I am not wanting to condemn us at all. But I am asking the Holy Spirit that you would bring a conviction in our heart to recognise the incredible privilege of hearing God speak. Are you willing to cry glory with me? Whether through the verses of his word or the still small voice, whether we are standing still or we're shaken by the ground beneath our feet, we are designed to respond to God's word with glory. For, for regardless of the physical manifestation, when God speaks, it is always thunderous. When God speaks, it is purpose to stop us in our tracks. It's designed to bear fruit in our lives. It's, it's the utterance that spoke creation into existence, still looking to create within us, to renew us, to regenerate us. We need to pray, come Holy Spirit. We need the transformation of your presence so that our hearts respond to God with glory. God, give us eyes to see. Come pray with me here. Say, God, give us eyes to see. Give us ears to hear your voice. Cause your word to pierce our hearts, to divide soul and spirit. As we pray, may your voice stun us in awe, fascinate us into obedience. When you speak with every part of us, body, soul and spirit, resonate your goodness. Would we be instruments in your hands, bringing good works for your pleasure? God, where our hearts have grown cold, teach us to cry glory once again.